0: Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. This is a solo podcast for a review of Round 7. The podcast record date is Monday night, May the 3rd. Round 7, takeaways. Scoring was up in Round 7. 84.7 points average per team. That was the third highest scoring round for the year. The highest disposal count for the season was also in round 7. It's an average of 377.1 disposals per team. The AFL season average is 370.5. And be aware, fixture changes are still on the radar. As we speak, round eight Brisbane versus Fremantle is highly likely to be changed from Opta Stadium in Perth to Brisbane at the Gabba venue. So it's just a timely reminder to stay flexible and adapt to change. On to 9 games. Richmond versus Western Bulldogs 5 takeaways. Richmond plus 27 uncontested marks. First time this season they have recorded a positive uncontested mark differential. Western Bulldogs, average minus 30.0 uncontested marks from their last five games. So there's a clear picture here. Uh, teams are trying to keep the ball out of the hands of the Bulldogs. Bulldogs are a very high disposal team. A couple of examples here. Basha Hawley, 10 marks, 124 points across halfback. And he's running mate there as well across halfback. Jaden Short, 9 marks. 105 points. Now, Toby Nancurvis has been getting it done from a fantasy perspective. He's averaged 101.5 points from his last four games. He scored 95 points in round seven. Some game notes there. Trent Cochin is sideline for an extended period, so it's a minimum two weeks. It's probably going to extend out to at least four, potentially, so just keep an eye on that. Uh, That could open the door for Raleigh Collier-Dawkins to remain in the team. And he was impressive on debut. Dylan Grimes is going to miss via concussion protocol. Dustin Martin has nearly finished his concussion protocol. Uh, He should be available for round eight. And Nick Floston should return in round eight as well. On to Collingwood versus Gold Coast. Five takeaways. Collingwood have conceded 400 disposals or more in three of their last four games. Season average against is 398.7, and that is ranked 17th. So, no Adam Trelaw this year. Taylor Adams is sidelined. Uh, pretty much Scott Pendlebury and a mix of other characters in that midfield, and the Pies are giving up plenty. Gold Coast. Recorded 121 uncontested marks against the Boys. A season average, 110.1, and that is ranked number one. Brandon Ellis found a heap of ball on the outside for the Suns, finished with 35 disposals, and a monster 169 points. So that relates back to Collingwood, decimated through the midfield, uh, partly of their own doing. And they are giving up plenty of numbers and opposition midfields are just taking them on and just putting up plenty of fantasy points there. And the other one to do quite well in Round 7 was Tooke Miller, uh, 34 disposals and 130 points there as well. Caleb Polter on debut for Collingwood worked up and down the ground uh, in a wing type role and worked back into the fence and moving the ball forward um, as the game started to end uh, he started to get pretty comfortable uh, he finished with 51 points but he did look quite decent and uh, the future looks bright for Caleb Polter on to Adelaide versus GWS Giants uh, the crows were well down in this game Adelaide have averaged three forty three point5 disposals from their last two games season average 347 point seven and that is ranked 17. QWS recorded a season high, 409 disposals. The season average is 370.4. So we get Perryman back into the team. We get Whitfield back in the team. The Crows were well down and the Giants put up a pretty decent number uh, from a fantasy perspective and also a actual game perspective there as well. Uh, Tim Taranto got to work through the mid, his midfield role, 140 points. Uh, I mentioned uh, Perryman and Whitfield return. Perryman a couple of weeks back and Whitfield his first game back and that actually assisted Josh Kelly uh, moving back into his normal wing type role and 121 points for him. Again, it was pretty much a soft matchup. And for his first game of the season, Lockyer Whitfield, Uh, was quite impressive, Uh, Leon Cameron said last week that he was don't expect too much from Lockie Whitfield in his first few games back and yeah he puts up 110 points so uh, looks like all systems normal for Lockie Whitfield. Just some game notes there Brent Daniels hamstring, Matt Bunting concussion protocol and pre-game pretty much the Giants have declared and there was Steve Johnson on ABC radio via Aaron Bryans who Friend of the podcast has been on the Plus Six podcast here, uh, posing some questions there about the ruck for the Giants. And Steve Johnson, yeah, just pretty much straight out said that um, Shane Mumford's actually their number one ruck. So that plays into the season-long uh, coaches who uh, have Matt Flynn on the bench there. So And Leon Cameron did say in his post-game presser that uh, that's a maximum games f- for Shane Mumford will be out to three only. It's a bit of a change from what he said a couple of weeks ago where he said that he wouldn't play a third game. So, yeah, now he's changed uh, path a little bit and said, yeah, max three games. So uh, Muffet's going along quite well and the Giants are doing quite well with him in the team. Just on the Crows side of things, Luke Brown uh, set to return and Rory Sloan is closing in on a return for the Crows. On to Kilda versus Hawthorne. Five takeaways. St Kilda recorded 450 disposals against the Hawks, that's the third highest uh, recorded disposals in the AFL this season. On to Hawthorne, minus 17 inside 50 differential. Season average differential is minus 9.4 and the Hawks are ranked 17th. So they are giving out plenty of opportunities to opposition forwards this year. Onto Tom Mitchell, uh, getting it done as usual. Pretty limited preseason for Mitchell. Puts up 128 points against the Saints in round seven. And James Warple uh, was quite uh, prominent through that midfield for the Hawks. Uh, Jager O'Meara and Chad Wingard did not play. And Warple got to work back in a pretty decent midfield role for round seven. And he scored 124 points. Just onto Hunter Clark, he scored 113 points. Um, Brett Ratton in his post-game presser pretty much suggested that uh, Clark could play multiple roles, which will allow other players to sit in their primary position. So uh, Clark moved uh, from back line, moved forward, and played for the midfield there. So, uh, yeah, as his career is going along, he's being put into flexible-type roles there. Not really settling into one type role just onto some game notes there uh, the hawks are hopeful that Jager amira and chad Wiganyard will return in round eight so just keep an eye on that because that does impact james bauble you would think on to brisbane versus port adelaide five takeaways brisbane plus 16.3 contested possession differential from their last three games and that is ranked third in the AFL. Port Adelaide, low minus 21, contested possession differential, a season average differential is plus 6.7. So no Travis Boak, I know the lines were without Lockie Neal as well, but the power did decline at a rapid rate early in that game without Travis Boak, so it was interesting uh, pretty much in a blowout early for the Lions. Uh, they got the job done early and, yeah, the power couldn't really respond. However, Ollie Wines, he was fantastic through that midfield for Port Adelaide. 126 points there for Ollie Wines. A human cluggage stepped up in a monster way for the Lions. 119 points. Uh, wet weather did hit this game late in the first quarter, early into the second quarter, so made for slippery conditions, but the Lions handled those conditions far better. Uh, Moles Bergman for Port Adelaide was a slow start, and once the game became pretty much non competitive, uh, Moles Bergman started to impact the uh, fantasy points, and he eventually got to 83. So, yeah, really slow start from Bergman, but yeah, a fantastic second half, and pretty much a non competitive top game with the result already known. Onto some game notes there Ryan Burton Ribs will be checked out for his availability for round 8, and Travis Spoke is expected to return from his league issue for the showdown in round 8. Onto Sydney versus Geelong 5 takeaways Sydney, season low, 324 disposals. Season average is 364.1. Geelong. 65 inside 50s that was a differential of plus 26 and they didn't get the job done so that's a monster inside 50 differential and the cats couldn't come away with a victory obviously the swans stole that game late with a tom papley goal onto cam guthrie high midfield usage there for guthrie at the scg in round 7 118 points there Uh, callum mills uh, predominantly played in defense against the Cats, so again no, Rampy and Mills uh, started to see some defense usage in the last three weeks as expected and yeah, um, played predominantly in defense for the Swans in round 7, 92 points there, and Tom Hickey uh, was supposed to be out for an extended period of time with a PCL injury Uh, but as John Longmire explained in his post-game presser uh, that, yeah, that Hickey had some PCL issues there before and he pretty much uh, playing with that one and Longmire said to himself that he you know doesn't have pretty much a PCL there as well. So yeah, it's something that you can play through but potentially that you need to manage that from a week to week based on pain. So interesting there that Hickey did not miss uh, that many weeks for his PCL injury. On to some game notes there. Gryan Myers uh Needs to be checked out for his availability in round eight. He was subbed out of the game with a league injury. And Lewis Mallockan will miss a few weeks with a hamstring issue. And Dame Rampy and Lance Franklin are back on the radar to return for the Swans. Uh, Rampy coming back could um, mean that Callum Mills goes back into the midfield. But yeah, with Melikan going out there. Um, that's potential that he stays in the same position. Uh, Robbie Fox, name has been thrown up by John Longmire for a potential replacement as well in defence. On to North Melbourne versus Melbourne, five takeaways. North Melbourne, disposals against. Rounds one to five, 412.0 disposals. Rounds six and seven, that has dropped significantly to 383.5 disposals melbourne equal contested positions in round seven with the kangaroos season average differential is plus 12.4 that is ranked second so melbourne a pretty decent contested possession team and the kangaroos took it right up to the demons in hobart there and within a goal early in the final quarter so there was some type of potential there, but yeah, Melbourne just ran out of the top of uh, the Kangaroos late in that game. On to Max Gorn. Uh, pretty much was... Uh, Graham might have impacted his influence there, and obviously Luke Jackson in that game was quite significant. But yeah, Gorn still had a significant amount of hitouts, But yeah, through, through chain of possession there, he was quite often missed. And yeah, yeah that ground is quite small, so what you can find there is that some players can be missed out in a link possession there, and yeah, Gorn was potentially the one there. And just 72 points there for Gorn in round seven. Onto Aaron Hall, uh, he's settled into a halfback role for the Kangaroos, uh, high numbers there, high usage out of halfback line, so again, it's one thing I've talked in the pod- podcast with Jep, and also on a solo podcast. Kangaroos are going to hang onto the ball across halfback, and they're going to be quite diligent on their ball movement. Uh, that plays into the hands of the halfback uh, type players, and Aaron Hall, along with Jack Siebel, uh, should see significant numbers for the remainder of the season if the Kangaroos continue down that path. And again, obviously, uh, the Kangaroos were giving up 412 disposals rounds one to five. That has dropped significantly down to 383.5 in the last two games. So if the kangaroos are holding onto the ball, that means the opposition does not have the ball, and therefore you can limit scores against. So one to keep an eye out there for Aaron Hall and obviously Jack Siebel there. Uh, onto Tom Powell, he did cop a elbow to the cheek. He was assessed for concussion. Obviously his cheek or jaw... Uh, he came back on in the second half and he, he monstered his way to 104 points. Uh, he's one touch disposals in, in traffic. Uh, you, you've actually just got to pay attention to it because he is elite. These are only his first few games, but oh, what a monster career this guy is looking at. So Tom Powell, one to be invested in quite early in his career. Onto some game notes there. Uh, Unfortunately, Adam Tomlinson, ACL, early in the game, so he'll miss uh, pretty much 12 months of football. And Jack Varney is out for at least uh, a couple of weeks uh, with a toe injury, so that's uh, to monitor his situation. And that could probably put uh, James Harms in a scenario to come back into the team. you got Nathan Jones there as well. Uh, So just keep an eye out for that jack viney injury and how long he misses onto the kangaroos there aiden bonner uh, was subbed out of the game with a league injury so he just copped a knee uh, to the league there so he was subbed out of the game and that was um, a pretty tough corky and a knock there so just check out his availability for round eight onto essendon versus Carlton, five takeaways essendon conceded a season high 123 points in round seven season average against is at 96 points per game and that is ranked 16th Carlton averaged 72 uncontested marks from their last two games that is ranked 17 season average of 82.1 for for the season for the blues onto sam walsh he continues to get it done he's finding ceiling type games now which is fantastic to see scored 127 points No immediate attention from the Bombers. Uh, Bombers coach Ben Rutten said they pretty much want to back their system in rather than go take a player out through a tag or call the top role. So, yeah, uh, Walsh got to work and pretty much left unattended. 127 points there. Uh, Ed Kerner was on Zach Merritt, and Merritt was pretty good in the end. He got there eventually, finished with 103 points and Nick Bryan, a fantastic debut actually, so he was assessed for an ankle or foot injury there, but just pretty much getting that wrist strapped up. But 12 disposals and nine head outs for Bryan in his debut for 67 points. Uh, what a future this guy's got once he starts to develop. Now we know rucks do take time to develop, so give him a couple more years and uh, he should be a, a leading ruck in the AFL, I would imagine. Onto some game notes there. Paddy Dale, unfortunately, uh, was started to lock your house on fire and he copped a, a head clash uh, with his eye and that closed up and that resulted in blurred vision. He tried to come back on, uh, it lasted about a minute and then pretty much was subbed straight out of the game with that blurred vision. And Mitch McGowan, uh, hamstring injury late in that game, uh, uh, he will miss a few weeks with his recovery. On to West Coast versus Fremantle, five takeaways. West Coast, minus 18 average contested possession, differential, rounds 4 to 6. Versus Fremantle in round 7, they were plus 15. So a massive turnaround for the Eagles there. Fremantle conceded a season-high 32 scoring shots. A season average of 23.3 scoring shots conceded for the year for the Dockers. So, Dockers, both teams actually have injuries, Uh, so just on the Docker side of things, yeah, no Luke Ryan and other defenders out of that team, and yeah, giving it up to key forwards there, and we've seen Darling and Kennedy get to work, then hit the scoreboard, onto Team Kelly, uh, just ran right in that derby, and scored 141 points, pretty much no attention from the Dockers, so he just went to work and just accumulated fancy points at will. Andrew Gaff, uh, pretty much likewise. Uh, Slow second half, but yeah, he was fantastic early, and when when the game got blown out, he started to slow down, but still 111 points there for Gaff. And Andrew Brashaw on the docker side of sold things, 103 points. It was quite solid for that midfield role. So he's finding a pretty decent fantasy points for, there for Brashaw. So hopefully he can maintain that 100 average where he is tracking right now. Okay, just a reminder, Jeppa and I will return for episode 81 on Tuesday night. And solo podcast will be on Monday nights for a review of the previous rounds football. All right, that's it for episode 80. Thanks for tuning in.